0: Hello and welcome to Any Stupid Questions, the podcast where some idiots ask an expert all about their area of expertise and listen to the answers, much like the current government, except we ask an expert all about their area of expertise and listen to their answers. I'm Carrie Quinlan, I'm sitting in for Danielle Ward, who is too busy doing an actual paid job to be on her own podcast that she thought up and does. Joining me to explain the police to us is Rick Muir, the chair of the Police Foundation. Hello. Hello. Hi. I'm also joined by comedians Gareth Gwynn and Olivia Lee. Hello. 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 Now, no one listens to the end of podcasts for the things you want to plug, so you've got five seconds now to plug something. No more than five or people will get bored. Uh, Olivia, what would you like to plug?
2: I've just done a mindfulness album for mums. What? It's it's comedy meditation tracks, and it's called How Not To Lose Your Total Fucking Shit, and it's released (laughs) on Mother's Day on all platforms, Spotify, iTunes, YouTube. That's amazing. Gareth, top that.
1: I'm not going to top that. I'm going to push. (laughs) I've just done a Radio 4 show called Gareth Gwynn's Alternative Archive, and you can look it up on BBC Sounds.
0: Rick, would you like to plug something? I have nothing to plug <laughs> on. <So. laughs> that saves us time. First question, what is the Police Foundation?
3: We're a think tank, so we're an independent think tank. We, we were set up because there was a feeling in the early 80s that policing policy was dominated by the government and by the police. So we were set up as an independent body to research and produce evidence around how to improve the work of the police.
0: So, right, so you're completely independent and you look the police square in the eye. Absolutely. And... So, how many people are actually in the police? One
3: hundred and twenty thousand, roughly, police officers, and then you have about seventy thousand police community support officers who are not police officers but have a lot of the functions of police officers. Yeah, um, but are they,
0: you know, they're a bit, a bit sad. So no, well, or are sorry, they proper and should we respect? Sorry,
3: them? there's about there's about ten thousand of police community support officers, and I don't think they're sad. I know quite a lot of. Happy PCSO, it's my local PCSO. I was very happy. She's in her sixties. She loves it. And um, do they
0: do they deserve our respect?
3: Yes, I think so. Yeah, they do a lot of <laughs> they do a lot of the important <laughs> stuff. Checking. respect
1: to a community support <laughs> officer? I'm just
0: wondering because you know when they when the police tell you off,
1: you know about it.
0: You you listen when community support officers tell you off. If I'm not saying that's ever happened, obviously you sort of think, oh, you're just. You're, 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 what you're, would they tell you all for, a, though? You're a bit of a cosplay police officer, aren't you? Well, <laughs> what no? kind of I'm, things...
1: I'm, oh, wow, everyone in the room
0: is looking at me like I'm a terrible human being now.
1: I'm just wondering what it is you've done in front of a community sport officer. couldn't possibly say. Throwing a sparkler at a dog? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just spit,
1: I'm spitballing here. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but they do a lot of the stuff that the public want the police to do, but the police basically don't have time to do. It's like what? Patrol the streets provide a reassuring presence, talk to people, um, deal with antisocial behaviour, you know, nuisance neighbours, abandoned cars, you know, the sorts of things that basically people like the police to do, but the police are too busy dealing with the light you know, work. serious serious crime.
0: Oh, OK, so they're, so they're the sort of bobbies on the beat? Yes, the, the Daily exactly. Express.
3: Yeah, Love oh, So there's so still very, very, very actual much. policemen or women? Yes, there are. So there's 120,000 actual police
1: officers. While we're on this, what can a police officer do that a community support officer can't do?
3: Well, they have the powers of a warranted officer, which is to search somebody, to arrest right. somebody, to execute a warrant, enter someone's home by force and so on. So, so a community
0: got... support officer can't arrest you? No. Interesting. Oh,
2: that's
3: good to know,
0: yeah, isn't it? So but how they are they going call, to deal with your antisocial behaviour? Their, they, could you you friend, they could call their friends <laughs> who can
2: arrest
3: you. So you've still got to be careful.
2: Do you have much dealings with detectives?
3: Some, yeah, yeah. They're you know they're much less sort of detective-like as you might expect from TV shows and stuff. Because that's the glamorous bit of policing, you know. It's the Inspector Morse, it's the sleuth, yeah. etc. I was
1: going to ask this question much later, but now we're on it. What's the most accurate TV detective? What's the one where you go, yeah, okay, I'll buy that. Yeah. If you say Life on Mars, I'm going to go <laughs> <I'm a> wild. <laughs> no,
3: I, I don't think it is Life on Mars, actually. I don't know. And it's certainly not Inspector Morse. So I've never met any detective.
1: <laughs> detain- he's, he's super quite chilled like out. He's,
3: Vera. He's, Vera. I've never seen Vera. Oh. Most of these shows, obviously, exa- exaggerate. I mean, it's not about detectives, but I think when the bill was on, that was quite, oh, that was okay. seen ah, as being quite okay. a more realistic interpretation. What right,
0: about Line of Duty oh, in terms of oh, the yeah. investigation and how many corrupt police officers there are? Because yeah, it I'd, looks like all of them.
3: Yeah, I don't think there's as many police corrupt police officers as <laughs> there are in, in Line of Duty. There's not as much police corruption as there used to be. I think that's fair to say. I think if you went back to the 70s and 80s, particularly the Met, there was some uh, some serious problems. Having said that. That, you know, corruption in this country in the police is nothing like what it is in in other countries. And by and large, we have one of the, if you like, cleanest police forces in the world. That's one of the reasons people look to British policing because that it's generally not. not it? It's generally not. Corrupt.
1: Do people look to British policing?
3: Are we? Yeah. Yeah. If it, if you talk to people overseas, they like the fact that it's by and large quite clean and and not corrupt. They like the fact that community policing bobbies on the beat is an important thing if you went to france for example there's very little of what we would call neighborhood policing people out on the streets getting to know communities that kind of thing this idea of policing by consent which is what we have which is that the police are there to serve the public with the consent of the public a lot of countries have a much more kind of aggressive authoritarian form of policing and we're seen as being sort of
2: but does it different. work being less authoritative in terms of crimes and stabbing yeah, yeah and... I think
3: I think so, because you can only solve crimes if you've got the confidence of the community, right, so one of the arguments for policing by consent, problem of fact, it's you know just in principle a good thing is that people are more likely to cooperate with the police if they trust them you know so if you don't trust the police you're unlikely to give them information on crimes and so on so the idea is that it is better to have the police trusted by communities otherwise you know their job becomes very very difficult and the only way they can do it is by driving around in vans arresting people breaking down doors and that's not the model that we've traditionally does this
2: mean that there's training for policemen to be trusting and to be Friendly, is that a big part of it then? Like, yeah. oh, let, be, like, I'm going to basically teach you to be a really good actor, and like, this is a trustworthy face. Is
0: this there like this <laughs> is training. what trustworthy people say? Yeah. Is there like special training to be friendly and do some dancing
3: at the Notting Hill Carnival? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think there's an actual enough, course in that, but they, they are encouraged to, well, to be friendly, you know? Yeah, and, and actually, one of the when Robert Peel set up the police service, there are these things called the Peelian Principles, and one of the Peelian Principles, which they still use as a reference point is to be of service and to offer
1: friendship to members of the public. Oh, that's nice. I could do with some of that. Yeah. Well, on the training, what is police training? Because I was trying to think what would be in it on the way in. And I was like, well, there'd be physical endurance and then there would be logic and then there would be reason. And I realised I was just listing the Krypton Factor. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, like, is it the Krypton Factor with a helmet on? Is that what...
3: No, well, a lot of it is about the law, right? So a lot of it is, because the fundamentals of this is that they understand the law and what their powers are, right? So if they exceed their powers and do something outside. They could be breaking the law themselves. You right. know? So they, they have a set of powers and they have to understand what they are and in what circumstances they can use them. And then there's lots of technical stuff around, you know, how to drive a van at high speed or how to, you know, if you're a firearms officer, how to shoot a gun. The good or, stuff. All, Those all are the yeah, the, yeah. yeah absolutely. Are Policemen allowed to listen to podcasts in their automobiles? Yeah, they're allowed to. I, I think that, well, actually, that's a good question. If they're on duty, probably they would have to have their radio on, which will be telling them all the time, you know, this is going on. Can anyone get there? Etc. Uh, Etc. Et so they probably wouldn't be able to do it in the van, actually. They can't listen
1: to podcasts,
3: oh. so they won't I'm, be listening to. This I'm though.
1: certain. When I used to produce late night radio shows, we had a lot of police listening. Ringing <laughs> <laughs> in. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty certain the police are, the police in South Wales are banging to Chris needs his friendly garden. I'm pretty sure of that. <laughs>
2: In real life, do detectives have partners that they love to hate, and
3: who call them out on their shit? Yeah, I don't know. I've never, I've never encountered that. There's a lot of police officers tend, often quite tend to be sort of married to other police officers. That's a, an interesting thing that you know. That's a sick cop. When you're from, when you're from mm. outside policing, you notice there's... Well, people meet through their profession, right? So yeah. And
0: the... do good cops marry bad cops? Well, I don't... No.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> really good for parenting, for isn't it? Yeah. Really clear for the kids so they know where they're at. <laughs> That's, I, yeah, I, I, don't I, don't know. Know. I, I very yeah. much rhetorical, I
1: think. On the, the partner thing, yeah. so is that is that a thing? Police go out in pairs... Go out romantically. No, like, as in. Go out patrol. Yeah. Because that's what we always see on no, um, TV shows. Yeah, show.
3: they, well, they're supposed to, but there is such a thing as single crewing, where they go out on their own, of course, with all the. Pressures on police budgets and so on. There's been a bit more of that, and the the police union, the police federation, very much disapproves of that and says that it's putting them in danger by making them go out on their own, basically. So there's a bit of a debate. About but was well, that because they don't
2: much. like their partners? Like I've had enough of you calling me out on my shit. So
3: <laughs> I'm going on
2: this <laughs> and one on my know, own. Some of them,
1: so I'm sure that's true. Some. Um, yeah. Do you get to pick who your partner is, or is it like? When in like school. Dating. Well, when it's in school, it's like, right, you've got to sit with the person next to you and talk about the merchant of Venice for five minutes, and then we'll. My impression like, how is. Do they
3: do it. I think it varies, but my impression is they don't really get to choose. I, right. You know, in most, so, guess. do you have a regular person?
0: Or do you, is it just like in the morning, like on um, Hill Street Blues, you know, you guys are going there mm. and.
3: Yeah. They'll have to, but it depends what they're doing, right? So, some of them, policing is basically there's investigations, people go out and do criminal investigations, there's response teams who go out and do answer 999 calls, emergency stuff, and then there's neighbourhood teams who cover a, a particular patch. So if you're in a neighbourhood team, you're probably going to work with the same people right. a lot of the time. My impression is in response, you probably do quite a bit, but there'll be more Depends who's on shift. If
2: you're stuff. going out in a pair, but one of you like, makes the arrest or, or is a bit more heroic, Is that competitive with your partner? Are they both trying to do the arrest first? And Like in showbiz, even though we're all on the panel show to have fun, we all want to get our jokes in.
1: Yeah, it's like mock the week, but we're arresting someone. (laughs) I think
3: think it depends on how important arresting people is to the officer, right? So I've been out with neighbourhood officers who are clearly motivated by wanting to get to know the community and solve problems and all of that. And I've also been out with... The odd officer who basically just wanders around looking for people to arrest. <laughs> <The power laughs> because some people, because because some people, some people. know yeah, So the for example, we went out with one guy, and I remember an engine started banging, and immediately rang the DVLA, and immediately found out the guy wasn't insured, and then we went round to this guy's house to do it, and it was just it just struck me that was a very odd thing. He was just watching as anyone did anything a little bit dodgy, so that he could go and uh, do it. And I think if you if some yeah some people will be more if they see a result as being yeah. We've nicked someone. We've solved a problem.
2: But does that um, get rewarded more? If is it result?
0: Result?
3: And do they driven? call it a
0: result? Uh,
2: yes.
3: They do. Yes, <laughs> a yes. Result. yes. Yeah. I think they
1: do. Yeah. So the, a thing I was wondering was, who goes into the police? Like, what sort of person goes? I want to wander the streets and tell people what to do.
3: I think, well, I
1: think. <laughs> is it the people who thought teaching was a bit wishy washy?
2: People that didn't lot... get into drama school.
3: <laughs> there's lots of different people going. So they're very, they are quite a diverse bunch in terms of the characters and so on. And, and they're now trying to increase diversity at the moment in terms of gender, in terms of race, in terms of.
2: Um, I have a friend who's a policewoman and is training to be a detective. That's cool. But we went to the cinema together not long ago and she saw me steal a wiggly worm and eat it. And she didn't say anything. So does that make her an accessory (laughs) of crime? And should she do the right thing and leave the force? Well, that's a good...
0: uh, She should have arrested you. She should have. Because my cousin's a copper and she was saying that... um, even when you're off duty, yeah. if you see a crime being committed, You've you got have to get to, stuck She didn't in. step
3: in, and I was wet, <gasps>
0: wiggling the worm in her face. Ooh. Kind of, ooh, and I ate the
2: worm. Yeah, I
3: think, I think the idea is that they, if they see a crime being committed in front of their face, then they should... They, they, she they did nothing. Really wow. This
2: is a detective. How,
3: how
1: much can the police turn a blind eye?
3: Well, I think they can't do everything, and it's also true that they don't enforce every law, mm. you know right so you so no then, one's so, shot
1: me with a crossbow uh, in Gloucester yeah no. which is definitely one of those weird, <laughs> yeah, you can still do that law
3: still do, yeah exactly <laughs> no, but they don't um. So they have discretion, right? So one of the things is it's in their discretion to enforce the law in particular circumstances. And so they have to make that judgment. And sometimes they will say this is not a priority because we've got too much to do. They generally say we focus on they use the term threat, harm, risk, which is to assess what's the most harmful thing, the most threatening thing, the most the thing that poses the most risk to the public. And they use that to prioritise what they do. So things like cannabis possession, for example, which in some parts of the country is you know effectively decriminalised really because they, they would never arrest you for possessing small amounts of cannabis and they wouldn't go looking for it. In other parts of the country, there might be a bit more proactive on that depending on the local policy basically but that is within their discretion right to sort of say is that a priority for the police or not That they're not going to spend loads and loads of time dealing with people who cycle on the pavement for example
2: in, in terms of drugs if I've always wondered this if there's a raid and they go in and they find all this white powder who tries it is there a designated person that goes <laughs> a designated addict that goes this is definitely coke or this is the good stuff or like nah, this is low grade coke and isn't that not illegal that they're trying it? Or are they all allowed to go in and have a go and go, what do you think, Bob? Actually, Craig, I'm not sure about this stuff. It's good, but it's not as good as the last thing. So.
1: Is there a How dog that's work? just really full of itself by the end of
3: the night? <laughs> I think they have ways of testing it. I don't know, to be honest, they test it themselves. But it, it wouldn't be illegal to do that. That would just be like... That's part of the job. Yeah, no, and it wouldn't be illegal. Well, it wouldn't be illegal. I don't think for anyone to sort of taste something. <laughs> it would be. But well, Ill- you could
0: get a quite
3: a good buzz if you.
0: Yeah. Tisten- and, and, and always on cop shows, you see people, you know, stick their yes. finger in the thing and then lick it and go, oh, yeah, that's."
1: And they are up all night. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that's why
0: there you're we go. Up. That'll be it. What crimes would you say, leading on from that, are the easiest to get away with in terms of uh, being overlooked
3: oh, or? Um, Fraud would be the easiest one. Really? Uh, yeah, because you can make large amounts of money. I mean, not that I'm advocating this, but, <laughs> but people make a lot of money from defrauding people. This is why a lot of people have gone into it. It's very hard to catch people doing it for the reason that a lot of the people doing it tend to live in other countries. So there's, there's nothing that you know, Bedfordshire police can do about someone living in China trying to defraud someone in, in Luton. It's all, so it's all done remotely. There's no uh, DNA evidence. There's no forensics. You know, you know, it's not like when you burglar a house, you leave lots of fingerprints and then they can try and find who did it. A lot of the evidence will be on, you know, servers mm. in other countries and things like that. And, and also the police don't tend to prioritise fraud as well because it's Ooh. so difficult that mm. it tends to be a crime which is God, doesn't get a lot did. of... Uh, doesn't get prioritized for investigation and I've, we, we've done some work saying that that's wrong and they need to prioritize it more but it when when fraudsters are interviewed in prison they tend to when they're asked why they did it they tend to say because we just thought we'd never get caught What's the best
1: time to do a crime? When are the police most busy?
3: Well they're busy well uh, no, they're generally busy at night um, so, busy and uh, sleepy yeah well, <laughs> well although they'd be on shift so a lot of them they'll come some of them will ju- just come straight onto their shift so they might have come on. Late afternoon or something like that. But is, on
1: for the night. is there like a time where it's all hands on deck? It's like Friday night.
3: Yeah, oh yeah, Friday night, Saturday night, definitely. And you know when...
1: I'm trying to think of an example. Let's, or when
3: Donald Trump
1: visits the country. Right, that's because, a really good example. Because
3: then they were all pulled out to go and provide
1: protection. Okay, this is exactly what I wanted to get to. So Donald Trump's in the country and we've pulled police from absolutely everywhere... To come and stand in wherever he was, Leicester Square or like wherever he was in London. If I do a crime in Reading, is that like devoid of police officers for that day because we've all gone to Donald Trump?
3: They'll have some police officers, but they probably skeleton. the skeleton crew, yeah, right. definitely. I would I would think so. And they no, they had to pull in people to do that and anything like a big event, public order issue, Brexit would be you know, I mean, crikey, you know, if we do fall out without a deal then
2: Is it true they're going to evacuate the Queen? Apparently so, yeah. Well, who's going to, like, a load of policemen are just going to take her somewhere, like to Ibiza
3: or something? Her special protection, special branch people would do. I
1: mean, they didn't, the the Royal Family didn't leave London during the Blitz.
2: (laughs) Seems a little... uh, Yeah. So basically what we're saying is that
0: the four of us need to get together and come up with a fraud plan yeah yes on in the middle of the night on Brexit day
3: yes that would probably be the you know the, the best time to, to do it yeah
0: is it right here's a question is it wrong that I'm finding this tempting <laughs>
3: <laughs> yes
0: okay thank you just wanted to make that clear. If you're enjoying any stupid questions, you could always leave a review somewhere and tell other people about it. Five stars would be nice, but feel free to give it one star if you went to school with Danielle and didn't get on.
2: It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up.
3: You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax and think about work.
0: So, to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing.
1: Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, get, 20, 20 get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So,
0: give it a try at mintmobile.com switch.
1: $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full turns at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t shirts are super soft.
0: Who was the last Home Secretary the police actually liked?
3: They really didn't like Theresa May. She's probably the one that they they disliked the most. I think is that because they're massive sexists? Um, and no, I think it was because there were massive cuts in you know in police officer numbers and yeah. and so on. So I think that uh, yeah, austerity was unpopular. So I, I think this government's been quite unpopular with the police. Um, so I think probably you'd have to go back to the the Labour period because there was more money around and so on. I mean they wouldn't really say it. I don't know. I mean maybe Alan Johnson or someone like that. He always yeah. seemed all right, didn't yes. he? Yes, people sort of seem to like Alan Johnson. Yeah,
1: so. let's say him. Well, what on the subject of police cuts. Am I right in saying the police can't strike? No, they're not allowed to strike. So what do they do when they are cross? Is that like a police mum's net where they just all sit? Well, there's a lot of
3: police officers on Twitter, right? So you get a lot of... Ah, there's a lot I follow of, my local... Yeah, and there's a lot of people who are anonymous and they. if you follow the anonymous ones, they'll be saying what they really think about, about right. things. So they, they do that. Or, but what is
1: the official... In lieu of striking, what's there? They
3: don't have that many options in terms of withdrawing labour. And traditionally what's happened is that the police have used that moral pressure on the government to say you know you need to give us the money they have an independent pay body it makes a recommendation although recently the government hasn't given the police what the independent body suggested and has given them less and so yeah they are pretty angry about it i mean they did demonstrate they did march you know when some of these pay reforms were brought in
1: but that was quite smart The police, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So organized,
0: and is it is it fundamentally about money? Is that whether they like you or not, or or is there are there other sorts of policies and things?
3: No, I think they I think they would like politicians who they feel making their job easier in various different ways. You know, so supporting them on a whole range of things. You know, whether it's keeping them safe or looking after their well being or or dealing with some of the problems they're facing. But I think there's no doubt that basically the reason morale is so bad at the moment, and it is pretty bad, is because there were about 140,000 cops, there's now about 120,000. The pay's been frozen. The uh, overtime's been cut. You know, I mean, all of that, Tends to feed through into poor morale.
2: I know from my friend that the wage isn't great, but she gets lots of extra perks, like a good rate on the mortgage and right, free yeah. travel yeah. and great pensions. And all those so,
1: drugs she's tasting.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that correct? That there's... yeah,
3: there are other benefits that they can get as well. And I, I think, for example, Met officers get free uh, travel and
0: public yeah. transport
3: and things like that. So there are different benefits that they get for the
0: and at Christmas. Do you get to like go through the confiscation box and have,
3: have take <laughs> a dip? <a> <laughs> yeah.
2: Try all the things. I don't know. That's I don't what know, do if I I don't know what they
3: do with all that. But I mean, if you go into some police stations, well, you know, so in some places they're they're full of stuff that they've recovered. You know, like bikes and all sorts. Because they
0: things. do auctions, don't they? Sometimes yeah. bike auctions and things like that.
3: Well, they've got to, they've got to get rid of them somehow. you know, so.
0: Does that get them enough income to offset the cuts?
3: No, right. <laughs> they don't. I don't think they make very much money off that. Well, uh, they, got told off, they got told off for selling uniforms on eBay. I think the Sussex police were selling old uniforms online. They took the badges off. But then people said, are criminals going to buy them and then pretend to be police officers you know, and go and knock yes. on people's doors? Oh, Can you yeah. then arrest them for
0: impersonating a police officer yes. if you've sold them? If you've
3: sold them. The well, kids. I think you probably still could, actually, in theory. Yeah, in theory. But their argument was all we're selling is black trousers and white shirts
1: and we've taken the badges off, so it's OK. How do you know if someone is impersonating a police officer if they're just really, really good at it? <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, like Inspector Morse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean you wouldn't know, would you? I mean you 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 know, if they're is it, really really Is it a, really,
1: a common problem people uh, impersonate is, No,
3: I don't think it's a very common problem, but you know, there are people who go around do door to door things where they're trying to Well, they impersonate lots of people, you know, impersonate people from British Gas or, you know, utilities. It's because
1: impersonating a police officer just sounds like a crime that only exists in comedy sketches. Yeah. (laughs) It it feels like it was made up for a sketch.
0: Yeah, that's a costume department finding a
1: police
0: costume from the Sussex force online (laughs) and going, oh, I could use that. How many police officers
2: speed and put their sirens on just for the fun of it? Oh, because they're um, late to pick their kids
3: up from school. Well, I think they <laughs> they're would, they not, yeah, I mean, they're not allowed to do that. But yeah, I, I, I do wonder whether sometimes it goes on just because, you know, sometimes a call come through and I, I've been on what they call ride-alongs where you go in the van and, and sometimes you're sort of thinking, is this? do we really need to get there that fast? <laughs> yeah. um, but it is quite cool, actually. Yeah, car, that must know, be really exciting. Because everyone gets out of the way, you know, and you're you sort of sat there and you forget that it's on because you're just sort of driving in a van uh, and they put the light on and you're going, wow, everyone's just getting out of the way. The <laughs> people sort of not? Do taking, some people just not get no, out of the I've, way? No, pretty much everybody does. They, they pull over. Can you get arrested for not getting out of the way? I, I think that would be too complicated to deal with. I mean, I think... I mean, they, I'm because sure... If a crime, it's Probably like, somebody like, has been at some point, but, I mean, they probably just want to get to where they, they need to go.
2: Since becoming a mother, I accidentally discovered that having a buggy is a great way to shoplift. Should I go to prison? <laughs> I haven't... I've only... My son and the buggy have only stolen, like, organic spelt loaves, that are very expensive. <laughs> Um, we did do a dummy one of those expensive ones From sorry should I be saying this was your friend who's uh, a police officer she wasn't with me but I accidentally ah. discovered it because I was shopping and I put the loaf of bread on top of the buggy and I paid for everything and then I walked out the shop and went oh my god so now every time I go into this shop I might try to accidentally mate I need to stop talking <laughs> yeah
3: shoplifting is one of those things they don't prioritize now so they'll say things like,
2: that was so the if, question
3: if you're if you're at Tesco's and you think someone's nicked something and you ring the police they'll probably just say can you check the CCTV yourself and they're certainly not going to go around uh, I don't think anyway prioritizing arresting a
0: tired fr- mum well
3: yeah exactly
0: what exactly. particularly if she cries oh yeah does it help yeah. if you cry <laughs> if, if, if you're being arrested or cautioned or something If you cry, can you get
1: away with it? No Damn! Um. What about, talking of the, the shop scenario and shoplifting What's the deal with store security? Can they detain you?
3: No. I, I, well, I, uh, they might be able to do a citizen's arrest and they could
1: probably... But I can do a citizen's arrest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't have to be wearing a tie.
3: Yeah, I don't know is the answer, but I don't think they have any extra powers that most people wouldn't have. But they could probably, as any citizen could, if you think someone's committed a crime, hold them until the police can get there. I think right. That's so if so so you have
2: been I caught so. with shoplifting a loaf of bread accidentally, are you likely to go to prison for that? No. No. Could you get a criminal
3: record? You might do. How do citizens' arrests work? Well, I think it's just that. I think if you th- if you see a crime being committed, then you're able to apprehend the person, and as long as you know, as long as and hold them until the police can get. But there.
2: Could you bash them over the head with your handbag or something and say, "I was making a citizen's arrest," you, and well, they were unruly? You, you could
3: only use reasonable force, which was uh, proportionate to the threat. So you're not allowed to assault
1: somebody. You know, of so. course not. Proportional to the threat means if you catch someone stealing a box of shreddies. You can yeah. detain them, but only using the shreddies as a weapon. <laughs> Is this the, that's probably right.
0: Can you do? Can you? Can someone get done for resisting a citizen's arrest?
1: No,
3: that becomes complicated, mean. doesn't yeah. it? I don't think they can
0: actually. Um, and does the phrase "you're nicked" have hold legal force?
3: <laughs> no, <laughs> but I think it is used. I think it is used. Do they still really? say it? Yeah. Yeah, Do they yeah, still yeah, say it? Oh, brilliant! Seriously, I mean, I've never brilliant. been nicked, so I don't know. No one's ever said it to me, but I'd, but I, yeah, I mean, it's common parlance, isn't it? Yeah.
0: Do they say you're nicked and then and then read you your rights?
3: Um, I think they have to. They have to tell you. That you're being arrested, they have to explain to you why you're being arrested and explain what it means.
0: Does that ever
2: change what they have to say? Does that always stay the same or does it know, get I tweaked? Think, I over? think they
3: can say it in different ways, but there are various points that they have to make.
1: Yeah, it's not like the Lord's Prayer where at the start of the day they all say it as yeah, well. No, <laughs> I can now vote for my police commissioner. What the hell is that?
3: (laughs) Well, before they were brought in, there was a committee of people called the Police Authority who basically held the budget for the local police force, appointed the local chief constable and had the power to remove the chief constable. Okay. Um, David Cameron brought in these elected commissioners who basically just do all of that but in one
1: person. Why... Do I get a say in that? That's a really good
3: question. I think the the police have always had a complicated relationship with democracy, right? So there's tended to be this thing called the tripartite system. The tripartite system, which is a three-part system, there is the the police are accountable to the public via a local democratic organisation of some kind, and now the Police and Crime Commissioner. They're accountable to the Home Office for dealing with various things. And... The police also have to make their own minds up about stuff, you know. So the politicians can't tell them they want them to start an investigation into something or arrest a person or something like that. That is within what's called operational independence. So they make those decisions for themselves. But politicians can say, we want you to prioritise these types of crime in this area and we're going to give you this amount of money to do it. And if you don't do the job well, you know, we can remove the chief constable.
1: Because I looked up... I remembered these things existed on the way in, so I looked up police commissioners and I saw the list of them in Britain. And then it's got like the name of the police commissioner, and afterwards in brackets, it's got like Conservative or Labour. And why does that?
0: It feels
3: really weird. Yeah, why do they have a party
1: allegiance? I mean, I know why that because they've turned it into an elected thing, but why is that a good idea?
3: Yeah, well, I mean, they sort of. I think because it just, if you are going to turn it into an elected thing, you've got to give people the freedom to stand for whatever they want and what tends to then happen is that people just vote for the same party they always vote for mm-hmm. this time in the police election. The reality is though, if you talk to most of it, like there isn't that much difference between them on party lines, maybe on some like austerity and things like that on some national things. But in terms of, you know, there isn't a uh, I, if you if you looked at how policing is done in different areas, you wouldn't say there's a labour way of doing it or a conservative right. way to largely because a lot of that is down to the chief constable and the, the politician is just there to say here's your money, here's some basic priorities, and they can you know they can make changes.
1: Is it a full time job? Yes. Commission?
3: Yeah. yeah. So
0: it feels like a very very when you're in the booth. It's bad enough when it's an MP and you haven't really read the literature properly, but when yeah. it's a police and crime, I have absolutely no idea what I'm doing. Mm. I mean, it's like yeah. it's like voting for Brexit. These are things. It feels like
3: these are yeah. things that
0: we should not have been given a say in because I'm guessing.
3: Yeah. Very I'm true. I'm just guessing. Yeah. Well, they don't... I mean, basically, turnout is very... Poor. It's, I can't remember what it was, but it was like... I think it got close to 20% or something last time, but it was... The first time they were introduced, it was twelve. only 12% of people took part.
0: So given that, Gosh. could all the criminals get together... And <laughs> vote yeah. him, really, really lenient. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, the, funny, the
3: funny thing is that they—they they actually, in the first round, lots of ex-police officers got voted in as independents. Although they lost out in the second round, people tended to revert to the party. And—and and there's some issues with that. I think there's some issues where you have a person who's been a police officer in a particular force, and then they end up being the boss of the chief constable, you know, so they were working under the chief constable and then they end up being that person's oh. boss. That's a very peculiar relationship. Yes. Um, yeah.
0: and, and what if you were in a different police force and then you become the crime commissioner in a different area?
1: Yeah, people, do, well... People, this is how we did it in Sussex. Yeah. Yes, of. that's right. Yeah.
0: Is there rivalry between forces and are all the other mm, ones jealous of the question. Met because they're the sexy one?
3: Uh, yeah, there is, I think there is rivalry, yeah. There's competition and uh, it's like anything, isn't it? If you have a little team you <laughs> you know you tend to you tend to have a bit of competition around it and the met definitely the met is 25 percent of the police so it's huge oh wow and yeah, that's it's cool. uh, and are
2: there stars within it everyone knows like oh they they're on the way up that person or
3: yeah 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 no, there are people you notice and there are people you think at high flyers and so on yeah other
1: four countries that make up the uk yeah I know there are four countries. That's, I'm, like, <laughs> yeah. I'm
3: well aware it's of a, that. Oh. <laughs>
1: are they, the, the police run differently in... Because it's always Wales and England. Yeah. And then is Northern Ireland quite different?
3: Yes, it has its own justice system and some of its own law as well and and scottish has its own justice system law and police
1: so for the police what's different about being a northern irish
3: oh poli- god well quite a lot i think right <laughs> you know because it's got mainly the context rather than right. the law i would say there'll be some legal differences but mainly the fact that you still got a something of a terrorist question to deal with and that you've got whole communities who still have a problem trusting the police you know so there are still some communities in Northern Ireland as i understand it where you you know it's difficult for the police service in Northern Ireland to go in and do foot patrol for example because right. people don't they don't want to see them yeah
1: exactly and is it run does that mean the police is run quite differently in north ireland is yeah it quite, is i it think a
3: beast? So, yes exactly yeah they've done a lot to try to recruit for example more catholic officers and they've you know that has improved it a lot but yeah it's uh, and of course i mean in the the old days people you know there was a lot of vigilantism you know so the way you dealt with drug dealers was paramilitaries would deal with it and they've tried And in fact what they've done in northern Ireland is try to get some of the paramilitaries to come into some of the official structures so they'll have things like youth hearings and so on where you know some of the people who were involved in some of that work might be people who are involved in paramilitary activity in the past, but they've kind of come over into this work. So they're, they're, they've done things to try to, if you like, co-opt those groups into the system. What qualifications do you need to become a police Man. Well, this then... is a controversial topic because they've just said, they've just introduced a thing which says you need to have a degree, which you never previously had. I mean, policing was one of the great professions which didn't have any pre entry qualifications at all, basically. You, d- you didn't, uh, I mean, you couldn't be a criminal. Why are you looking at me when you a, say that? They'd yeah. be great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, they know the business. Yeah, they know how to yeah. catch people, wouldn't yeah. they? Yeah. But so that makes it really
2: hard for kids that want to do that but then can't afford to go to university yes. that sounds yeah. like a scam ridiculous. to is get that kids no, to so to uni-
3: they've they've changed it now so basically you can now either they've introduced this thing called an apprenticeship which means that you can join without a degree but you get a degree within the first four years that you're a police officer you can do it on the side so and how got,
2: long is the training in total then
3: well i think you you do this apprenticeship over f- i think it's the first four years and do you, you have got, to pay for it no, I don't think you do have to pay for the apprenticeship training, but um there's another thing called a policing degree that you do have to pay for. How much um, is that? Um I think standard tuition fees, so
1: yeah. In a similar training thing. What's the thing that stops people from joining the police as in, they sign up to the training and then they go, Oh, this isn't for me? Is it allergy to horses? Or is it <laughs> yes. you know like what what are the things where they go, Oh, this is not for you?
3: I have spoken I've met people who didn't sometimes didn't like the culture, like maybe felt it was a bit, you know, maybe a bit macho, you know, I've met, met people who didn't like that. I think that's changed quite a lot. Right. Um, as they get more and more different people involved.
1: But that's people who started the training and went, yeah, this isn't for me. Yeah. What about the people who the police went, this isn't for you? For you. <laughs> yeah. What, what happens there?
3: I think if it's obvious that someone is not, I mean, I don't know, someone's not trustworthy or something, then hopefully, you know, they'll not Approve them. It, you know,
1: they but do people fail the training quite often?
3: I don't know what the statistics are on that, but there will be people who do. I is mean, it definitely.
2: quite hard to pass them once this you're is there? Is it? Is yeah. it?
3: Um, yeah. I, I'd like to think but
0: there's. A, it is quite hard. I to don't pass. know. Do I, I remember, I remember like it I I think
2: when she was training, having great. lots of exams and being very
0: stressed because
3: she was
2: always having exams.
3: Yeah. yeah
0: doesn't seem like an exam sort of job
3: no it's not and a lot of the training is as i say it's things like the law do you understand the law and so on but there are there are tests and then there's also a period where you go out on the beat where you get your i can't think it's called approved patrol status and you can before you get that you you're not allowed to go out on your own on patrol for example and you get a lot of that on the job training so you'll be you have to be able to drive thing. to be a policeman i think so yes yeah we have
0: time for one last question and i'm going to steal it for a subject that is close to my heart how do you police dog poo right because there's a lot of it about and they say there are fines and there's a woman on our street who lets her dog shit everywhere and i can't see how she can get caught the only way
3: <laughs> the only way of catching people is by seeing them doing something and yeah. the only way of doing that is either through cameras or the public reporting it so to film you know so, her. so right. you know or they could, out time. yeah so the neighbor or if some yeah so if the neighborhood officer or neighbor watch or whatever went around and said keep an eye out and then people did and then they because that's the only way you're going to catch someone actually in the acts because otherwise it's very yeah. difficult to prove well like, that's
2: well if that's you've got the concern, footage
3: yeah. then what can you do with it well you take it to the police and they
0: could yeah do, they, and then, and and then do you they they have to follow them home oh, to work it, to, so you know where they live and it, and if you do that, are you then committing some sort of crime by no. stalking I mean, someone home?
3: No. thats I don't think that's stalking. I think oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's a relief. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so that's it for this week on that bombshell. Um, thank you ever so much, Rick Muir. Thank you, Gareth Gwynn and Olivia Lee. And remember that you can follow us on Twitter at Any Stupid Cues. I'm Carrie Quinlan. The producer was Ed Morris. Danielle Ward is too lazy to be here.